に上がる関係に<笑> Shall we begin? The answer is coming. I can do this all day. Tear down this wall. Ikuzom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the newest episode of Ikuzos Unscripted Podcast. Finally, the people have come back to the cinema and we are going to discuss this record-breaking, trial-blazing, jabroni-beating, web-slinging, eyebrow-raising, pie-eating, elbow-dropping, your truly friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. A couple of days ago, we hit our hometown cinema to see this jaw-dropping masterpiece, Spider-Man No Way Home, and we saw more than meets the eye. We will try, but we will not succeed to make this spot here spoiler-free. And get your headsets ready. Oh, and Luca, how ya doing? I'm doing great. Uh, ready to talk about this masterpiece of a movie and the best Spider-Man film we ever saw. Well, since the, let's call it, the beginning of this pandemic era for the movies, rarely any movie uh, was uh, talked about like Spider-Man No Way Home. And, you know... Uh, when trailer got us everyone was like oh my god they have alfred molina for real there were green goblin we saw electro lizard so much theories and everything and that trailer left us with a lot of expectations uh for this movie you know and uh, there were those theories the, those leaks about uh, andrew garfield and toby Maguire. more about that later and i was uh, you you remember Far From Home. Also, expectations were high. Some people were hyping up this movie, like the best movie that MCU has gotten, especially after uh, Infinity War and Endgame, which were the, one of the best movies ever made. And, you know, I had these uh, uh, high expectations for Far From Home, and I was disappointed. And I was afraid that also No Way Home will maybe leave me with same impression that day and you know and then we walked into that cinema and from the beginning from the first scenes it was straight 10 out of 10 man uh, i agree i agree on that uh, assessment especially what you said about uh, high expectations because uh, coming into the theater i i uh, regarding the last movie i mean uh, far from home is not so to speak, bad movie. It's just uh, at the time it was so much hype around it, and it's never good to hype yourself up. And I was hyped, and I uh, ended up being like sort of underwhelmed uh, by it. But uh, with this movie, I walked in with not so high expectations, but I, I expected it to be good, uh, and I was for real blown away. I mean, it's. Uh, it's really achievement uh, of cinematic art uh, and, uh, you know, the, the comic book and superhero genre uh, added another film that uh, they will be proud of in the future. So, uh, especially in this uh, pandemic era, you know, bringing back people to the theater, I think uh, this is a real achievement and success uh, for the art of cinema. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I read recently that uh, Marvel are actually uh, pushing this idea that Spider-Man No Way Home uh, should be nominated for the best pictures at the Oscars. You know, uh, it it deserves it. And Academy is allegedly wanting this movie to be nominated because of the influence it had on the uh, people coming back to the cinema and everything. 
that's an interesting topic to discuss, especially since you said it. Like the, the they should be pushing for it because obviously we're talking about maybe the most important film this year. And like Paul Thomas Anderson said, even if you maybe don't support it, you should you should appreciate it because people are coming back to the cinema. And I don't think it should be just for that nominated for the best picture. I think it's truly a great movie, you know, not because of the, just of the impact, but it's really a great movie with a great story, phenomenal action, phenomenal characters, great acting. So I, I would like to see it at least nominated. It doesn't have to win because, you know, how the Oscars work is more of a politics show than the uh, actual award and appreciation for the movies. Uh, but I would like to see it nominated. Well, it's pretty democratic movie, so, you know, even today, I ask myself, how Marvel and Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal, Sony, managed uh, to pull out so many characters, so many uh, uh, pinpoints, let's say, it, so many uh, uh, of the comic book details, the that we wanted to see, that we needed to see, and you know that there was just like a flood of them, and they were all executed perfectly, you know. And what I want to say is, Daredevil. Uh, yeah, Daredevil, uh, Matt Murdock. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm the biggest fan of uh, Daredevil in this world, and I marked out when uh, he appeared, and uh, that was genius, absolute genius. And, and I knew at that point this is going to be a classic, and I'm going to love it. But on the other point, um, the movie has so many references and so many Easter eggs, yeah. and you could say that's a fan service, but it's done so good, so great because it understood its audience because the audience that loves these movies, loves those kinds of things, uh, uh, the easter eggs, the references to the comic books, uh, pulling out uh, the, the pages of comic books and adapting them into film uh, uh, that's what we want as a comic book and superhero fans, you know, and I think in that department they absolutely delivered. Was it the most important part of the movie? Uh, an aspect? No, but uh, it certainly added to its enjoyment and just the overall fun. Yeah, and this uh, this movie, uh, I intended to say comic book, uh, this movie uh, for its all uh, two hours and 30 minutes uh, had this feeling that, that those scenes are ripped straight from the comic books. Uh, you know, I, a few years ago, I wouldn't even think about this, that uh, scenes like those can be implemented into the movie from the comic books, of course. And, uh, you know, they were really enjoyable, as you said, and some were so deep. I love that we didn't have Mephisto theories, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, that Daredevil, I mentioned, we saw Charlie Cox and Kevin Feige confirmed it a uh, few <laughs> weeks ago, and we all... Is that that forearm? Is that uh, it isn't, but there's Matt Murdock, and you know, because he's in that first scene, that uh, scene with the brick. Yeah. Uh, we also get the confirmation that he really is Daredevil yeah. in this universe, and maybe this is the confirmation that Netflix series are canon in MCU, and especially after uh, those uh, final episodes of Hawkeye. 
uh, yeah, which uh, I need to catch up on Hawkeye as well. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, Daredevil is back. Uh, I'm happy about it. But on the other note, uh, what I particularly like is... Um, Listen, this isn't the adaptation or adaptation of some comic book storyline, but you could adapt literally this movie into a comic book, and it would feel like the comic book. Uh, that's it has like uh, because a few years back, as you said, you would think if someone wrote about this idea of this movie on the internet, people would say. And I would say, I mean, you know, you can't do that really in the film. You know, you can't be. You can't come up with all in that and bring all the actors and do all this shit that needs to be done. Uh, but they were Marvel brought itself to the point where they can say, "Fuck it, we can do that." And the people wanted it. People wanted to see uh, Garfield and and uh, McGuire here and uh, Cox. And I and uh, I loved it. I love that you're listening to your audience. And now uh, you see, few years back, I said, "You you can't." put this kind of story on the big screen because that's the big screen and big screen doesn't work that way. And here they are, they made it and it can be put on the uh, big screen. And that leaves a lot of possibilities. What we can see, and now you can say like, oh, they can be adapted. Yeah, they can be fucking adapted. And I want Wolverine to recover from one drop of blood, but more on that later. Mm. Uh, I just love that comic book feel of the movie. And, um, you know, the overall, I think this... Uh, is a good sign for the rest of the Spider-Man movies and Marvel movies as well. And like we wrote in our review on the Instagram profile of Ikuzo, uh, this movie uh, didn't just raise the bar for Spider-Man movies, not just for MCU movies. It raised the bar for whole cinema. But regarding the Marvel Cinematic Universe and superhero movies, uh, uh, this movie showed uh, that we thought that Eternals, Shang-Chi, Black Widow, they were some really good movies. But now when Spider-Man went out, and you now think back about that movies, they are just the regular Marvel formula movies. You know, they are not special. Yeah, there are some new characters, that's good, but uh, that plot, that story, it really is uh, generic, yeah, let's yeah. say. And with uh spider-man uh no way home we had a lot of experiment experimentation and uh, toby mcquire and andrew garfield coming uh, coming out of nowhere after all those interviews with andrew garfield and all that photoshop talk how can you come in front of the people eyes andrew how i, I believed you you know uh, <laughs> and you know we saw something for the first time on in this movie and that's that that was so so good you know hollywood is full of these remakes and uh and sequels but this sequel is really really special uh, i agree and you have to think about it uh, whenever new now after especially after the infinity war you know and after the end game you know uh, marvel like you you can't come up uh, right now with some regular i don't know origin superhero story movie and think that's gonna fly anymore because you can have a whole internet screaming oh that's generic we already saw it and because we already did you know and uh you're gonna have to not be lazy anymore as far as that writing comes uh, because you need to bring out the originality especially around the superheroes we saw many times we saw five spider-man movies before this 
uh, or like you know no seven seven seven, seven. spider and into the spider verse eight yeah and you think about it uh, what am I going to bring now to bring audiences back to Spider-Man? I mean, people are going to watch Spider-Man, but yeah. are they going to be happy with it that they're going to be just another Spider-Man movie right now? Because uh, if we're going to get a generic villain versus hero story, blah, 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 uh, you know, it's not going to be anything special. And right now, you take out that, and for this ninth movie of Spider-Man, you, you say, like, uh, let's... Let's pull out on the stamps. Let's bring the the, the villains of the older franchises. Uh, franchises. Uh, let's mix it all together, and let's make something that nobody ever saw before. And think about this: uh, when the next Batman movie comes out, if it doesn't have something special, but uh, ends up being the generic origin story that we already watched, people are gonna shit on it. And you can't do the same with Superman or any other hero that we saw because r- right now. Uh, the internet is just gonna, and people generally gonna say, "Listen, we already saw this. What else do you got?" And uh, you know, this movie, uh, this third part, was really a perfect send-off for this trilogy for Spider-Man. And I just have to call it the ballsy movie. You know, yeah. uh, moves that they made in the plot. I really thought. This cannot happen with this MCU Spider-Man. And in this movie, Tom Holland's Spider-Man really became what Spider-Man needs to be. You know, we, we finally got that uh, with, with great power comes the great responsibility. Uh, the stakes were high in this movie, you know. And, and comedic relief in this movie, I didn't expect it from Doc Ock, to be honest. Yeah, and, yeah. But it was really good. And uh, regarding the performance... Uh, William Defoe uh, showed that re- he really is uh, William the Goat with uh, his portrayal of Green Goblin. And uh, too bad they didn't uh, implement a new suit. <laughs> That's really missed for, uh, for me. And Tom Holland's performance of Peter Parker was fucking diabolical. You know, it was so good. Uh, and you know those some scenes. I I will I will not spoil it. Uh, which scenes I'm talking about? You know, yeah. uh, our watchers who uh, watched Spider-Man knows. Uh, it was a really great performance. You know. Uh, yeah, and uh, listen, performance is great. A standard uh, movie operating like uh, the characters, the performances, and the plot were all great. And uh, the performances I liked were. Uh, of course, Tom Holland. I liked William Dafoe. Excellent as the dual personality of Norman Osborn. Uh, and I liked uh, Andrew Garfield as well. For what he was given, he done a splendid job, you know. And interactions between three Peter Parkers were great, you know. Uh, I liked that very much. Uh, and in regards to the story, it was really bold, as you said. Because at the end of the movie, how that plot developed, you're thinking, listen, they're going to reverse this. They, they mm-hmm. can't go full with this. Like, they're going to tweak it a little bit, make it easier for him. And in the end, they didn't, which was great. Like, you know, they had the balls to say, listen, we're going full with this plot. There are no, uh, there's no compromise with the characters, you know. And on the last scene, when you see him uh, just swinging through the New York, it's so comic book. It's so great. You know, everything that uh, movie did paid off. Yes, and now when you think about it, uh, there was uh, sto- uh, there was talks about Spider-Man ending 
in the MCU. So maybe this was the perfectly pitched ending for that uh, kind of uh, yeah, variant. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you, you would end the Spider-Man trilogy, you would end that Peter Parker legacy in MCU. He, he finished his story and it's a proper send-off. But now when we are having three more movies from Tom Holland's Spider-Man, this really is, uh, you know, this ending uh, felt like Infinity War ending in some way. It's bittersweet, you know, you know, it's uh, great with the plot, with the story and everything, but you are hurt a little bit because our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man didn't get everything he wanted. Yeah, and I think that's great. Like I said, they, they didn't compromise. They didn't compromise for the Disney ending. Like, the, the ending didn't end bad for him in any way, you know. But it ended bittersweet, as you said. And uh, he didn't get any everything he wanted in the end. And I, I think... And he lost a lot. Yeah, and that's... He lost a lot during this process. Like you said, the stakes were high. And I think they made a lot of it. Uh, and in some sense, we're talking about especially performances, I think he brought that level, uh, Holland brought that level of just uh, the later emptiness that he felt, you know. And you you think about this, one thing uh, I loved about movie, and it's not uh, it's not discussed a lot uh, these days, uh, I mean, in between everything that is great about the movie, uh, I like the, the Strange's, um, you know, role in the film, you know, and especially seeing the mirror dimension. I, yeah. I, I loved it very much, you know. And I think the side characters as well, not just the villains from the other universe, like uh, Defoe and uh, Alfred Molina and um, Jamie Foxx. And uh, I think they did a splendid job, uh, Zendaya as well, and uh, Stephen Strange, uh, Benedict. Uh, I think the, the the whole the cast of the characters just did a splendid job. You cannot remember the Ned's actor name, don't you? And I think now it's the part for the uh, part of the podcast that fans of the comic books and movies will, will love the most. Theory time. You have any? Uh, well. With the ending that we got in the post credit scene, uh, that post credit scene, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I mean, possibilities are possibilities are endless. Uh, but uh, if I were to to craft the, the theory or how I would like to see the, the the next movie, I need to see like the consequences, but of this movie, how it works on the Peter Parker in the next movie, and uh, I don't want to see it completely reversed, but I want to. I want to see them work with it, and I want to see, uh, you know, from the post-credit scene, that a little drop <laughs> that we saw. I want to see that storyline uh, engaged with the, the the suit and the color and the, the alien. I love it. As far as the a lot of fans were speaking about what happens now with Garfield and Maguire. Uh, listen, I don't know. They they serve their purpose. I mean, I'm a fan, but you gotta make sense if they're going to appear. You know, you gotta make it sensible, so to speak. And in this movie, it was sensible, but it's kind of hard to bring them in the new movies. But they can if they can do it correctly. I'm all, all for it. But uh, we'll see. And uh, I'm interested in that black suit storyline. <laughs> yeah, regarding that black suit, I think that black goo alien uh, that uh, Toby Maguire mentioned <laughs> and uh, I think it will 
come back uh, really soon, maybe in the next Spider-Man movie. And I wouldn't even be surprised if uh, Venom uh, would appear first in some other movie and not the Spider-Man, to be honest. You know, and I, I, I still think about it because Venom is the living organism, you know. And when they reverse back, how the part of him stayed, you know? Yeah. That's a little bit, but I love it, uh, <laughs> you know. And I'm glad that this carnage that we had in Venom, uh, let there be carnage, is just a variant and not uh, uh, the, real the real thing, let's say, it, from our universe. Also, uh, regarding uh, theories as they are, um, you know, we saw Andrew and Toby talking about Uncle Ben. And you know that Tom Holland in these scenes, you know, I expected to finally hear what happened with Uncle Ben in in MCU. And you know, and he didn't even mention him. And I maybe he divorced from May, or maybe yeah. he, he in this universe, maybe he didn't even uh, exist. Uh, maybe just uh, Aunt May was his father's sister. You know, and th that's really cool. Um, and uh, I noticed that they didn't rely so much about uh, Peter having this PTSD because of Tony Stark dying. Yeah. You know, the, he, he didn't even care about that happening in this movie. And it was so, mentioned. yeah, it was mentioned, but in Far From Home, it was really important uh, plot detail. And well, what else do I have? Uh, Toby and Andrew. Uh, well, now that uh, Sam Raimi is directing Multiverse of Madness, I think that uh, Toby McGuire appearance is uh, more, uh, has much more potential to it. You know, maybe just some cameo or something. But I think you know, we may we may see him in Multiverse of Madness, and that trailer for <laughs> Multiverse of Madness uh, it was mad. <laughs> Listen, but I, I just have to throw something in there as well. As a huge fan of Craven the Hunter storyline. Yeah, he appeared. Yeah, I uh, I need that storyline. I need I need Craven the Hunter and I, and we can work it this I mean it's perfect. It's not perfect, but but we can work it in the next movie if we we can definitely do it. Now that everybody forgot his Spider-Man, but we need to bring back that some people know it's he I mean I mean, they can make it great. Uh, anyway, Craven <laughs> uh, the Hunter, I want that storyline 100%. Do you have any storyline that you want? Well, we saw Craven when uh, Multiverse started rapturing and those silhouettes of uh, Spider-Man villains, yeah. mostly the first one and mostly noticeable was Craven, uh, actually. And, you know, maybe we can have some uh, Spider-Verse story with Craven about him hunting the Spider-Mans across the multiverse and everything, like the trophies, like he did. That's similar story to the Spider-Verse. Uh, what stories I would like to see? Well, uh, Miles was referenced in this, and I'm, I, I'm not sorry, but he could uh, even appear on the great way uh, to be introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this movie. And I would like Miles' uh, live-action movie, you know, that uh, and that wider uh, Spider-Man universe from comics, you know, Spider-Gwen has potential, Spider-Woman, like uh, Tom Holland said, and uh, even um, uh, that rogue gallery of Spider-Man is so vast, uh, you can implement it any way you like. 
And uh, I would like... Uh, we got our Spider-Verse movie, let's be honest. So that storyline is off. <laughs> and uh, what Spider-Man movie I would like to see? Well, I wonder what's with Gwen Stacy in this universe. You know, now that he's not with MJ, will maybe they try something with the Gwen? Yeah, hmm? yeah, I wonder. And we know there there is not Oscorp in this universe. We all uh, there were those theories that uh, Norman Osborn bought Avengers Tower, you know, yeah. and everything. And we still ha- have not got the answer who bought it uh, since Far From Home. You know, yeah. it was so important to us to know. And well, you mentioned Craven. That would be a great movie. And I, I... Craven. <laughs> Uh, the Spider-Man in the black suit from the comic. That would be for the ages. <laughs> yeah, I believe you're getting too <laughs> overwhelmed. I think it's time to end this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we already ten. Ten out. Uh, we already told you ten out of ten from both of us. We stay genuine, uncensored, and unscripted, and we always will, as we have to order our usual. Share us and subscribe us. And stay tuned until the next Wednesday. Iguzo!